Hey guys, it's your boy Eli from Nicky's Interiors, and I'm here with my brother Joey. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're here to talk about the second episode of Watchmen, HBO's new show. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands, but I'm doing them. And we're here to talk about the last ep- this new episode that came out. So, Joey, what do you think about this episode that just came out? Uh, yeah, episode two. Um, I am liking it a lot. Uh, definitely uh, continues with stuff that you know the odyssey 7 episode one and mm-hmm. definitely leaving us with a lot of questions yeah it's we're starting off with some answers being questioned and, and questions being answered sorry yeah yeah and but also we're getting more questions which is apparently a thing that they um damon lindelof is kind of known for with his shows like lost and leftover so yeah it's um i'm liking it so far so this episode was called Martial Feats of Comanche Horsemanship, which is uh, based on a painting. Yeah, and I think you pointed out that uh, when I was watching the episode, the they clearly panned to that painting specifically. Yeah, so a good five seconds. Not mad at all. <laughs> no, yeah. but um, so the episode starts off where we left off with... Actually, no, never mind. No, scratch that. The episode starts off with a very interesting thing where a German soldier is asking someone, is asking a woman... To type down this, this basically this this whole line where asking the African American soldiers to come join the Germans because they're not being they know that they're not being treated well in in the U.S. Yeah, and uh, it's all said in like World War One. So yeah, so like if you're thinking well, this doesn't seem right, like eh, it's possible in World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously, if it was like set in like World War Two, that's obviously like not like oh no, what, that's not that's not something Hitler would do. No, he was a pure man. He he was uh, all about that uh, Third Reich, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's uh, interesting how we go into that too, but you know that's uh, it starts off with him getting the le- this letter from the German saying the the dad from the past episode, yes, uh, that we saw in the beginning. He gets the letter from the German saying, come join us. And then we see this naturally transition to the his son, who we later on now know is the old man that we see at the end of the last of last week's episode. Yeah. And now Regina King's character, um, Angela Bass. Yeah. She takes him to her um, to her bakery. And then from there, she, you know, has her little moment. Her little, her little, my friend is gone, and she starts interrogating um, the old man, who we later find out his name is Michael, or is it Mike? No, it's uh, Will. Will. No, Will. It's Will it's I'm, Will. I'm, I'm, I'm confusing names now. Sorry. Uh, you know, it happens. Um, and then as we go along, uh, we see how the rest of the police force is reacting to his murder. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not the best way to do things yeah no there's a lot of uh you know emotions of anger and like i want to hunt down these bastards that killed the police chief and all that stuff yeah and it's and one of the things that i've noticed immediately is sort of more technology in the world yeah there's, there's definitely a lot of uh crazy kooky technology going on yeah here. so as uh you know there's reporters trying to find out what's going on they're flying in this makeshift like moth wings that is a clear reference to uh the character mothman from the min from the book who was part of the minutemen yeah and i think when 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 uh when that happened uh 
and we started seeing like these reporters trying to get into the crime scene because you know the the police have blocked the crime scene off. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for a second, I was like, "Is is this a uh, Arthur from like The Tick? Is it like you know?" It's a different show, Joey. That's an Amazon Prime show, not an HBO show. I know, but like I remember, I remember the cartoon, and you know, yeah, you know, the wings reminded me of that. Yeah, that's, I like how they were able to make it flat. But no, um, we started seeing uh, people's reactions, and usually not a good thing. Um, the character Red Scares, who's clearly a Russian. And he even makes note that he's a communist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he leads the whole charge on Nixonville, which is where all these poor uh, Caucasians are at. And so, sorry, they want to go ahead. They want to go ahead and just round them up. Yeah, because take them away. Yeah, because they believe that it, it was the Seventh Cavalry that most likely uh, committed. <coughs> sorry, uh, committed the murder, and. Uh, uh, I think a lot of people kind of feel like that Nixonville, which you know has that giant statue of Nixon, um, is the place where you know a lot of these Seventh Cavalry members uh, are supposed operate, to operate. Yeah, yeah, operating. Because uh, I think last episode, right? Uh, yeah, last episode, um, Angela Bass character like literally just rode up there, beat a dude up, and took him into questioning, saying that he was a member of the Seventh Cavalry, which he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. They said they all are, but he was. Yeah. So, and, you know. Yeah, so as we go along, um, Virginia King's character is clearly uh, unhinged at this point. She's not having yeah. it. Yeah, she's not well. She's definitely, you know, traumatized by what happened to uh, the police chief Judd. And, you know, like during, like, she, 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 like, I think she was initially kind of against, like, storming it, but then she gets attacked and like she just mercilessly beats a guy up so you know it's just pretty... she's she was she was in the moment yeah but uh, one thing that we didn't mention so far in this talk about the episode is that there was a moment called that we learn now one where the kids come from and the whole what is the white knight yeah 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 we got a flashback to what the white knight was and it was essentially it was during christmas eve um angela bass and her husband are just having a nice sweet tender moment and then all of a sudden, uh, some Seventh Calvary guys literally just home invade and just start shooting the place up. Yeah, yeah. And that's also, and you know, Angela's basket. Angela basket shot. She wakes up to uh to find Judd, like sitting next to her in the hospital. Yes. Where they go over that her partner was killed, and her partner was the father of the three kids that she's raising. Yeah, and, and uh, they like she decides to take care of them because you know yeah her police partner because that, that was the thing that you and me talked about we talked about it uh, so what's up with this uh, this couple that's having, raising kids that are clearly not theirs yeah yeah I think we uh, at the beginning we were like well they're probably most likely adopted because of uh, reasons and turns out they are adopted kind of yeah because uh, her you know she's taking care of them because. They were kids of her partner from mm-hmm. the police force, so for yeah. her, that's kind of like her way of giving back in a way. Mm-hmm. And later on, um, we find out more about red predations. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, they keep getting mentioned. Uh, and there's even like a there's a place in the city where people like who were affected by uh, what happened in the first episode. Yeah, the Tulsa massacre. So and like you were saying the. 
you know the, that stuff happened. It's an actual thing that happened. And now let's uh, and under President Redford, they started giving out these reparations. Yeah, yeah, the reparations, or as like a lot of uh, people, some some of the characters call them Redforations. You know, and that's sort of a place where you just like test your DNA and like they essentially give back money if you are a like relative or descendant of people that were like mm-hmm. hurt in such a thing. So yeah, yeah, and it's funny how. I think this is kind of taking like a South Park approach where like it's painting both sides to not be uh, both political sides not to be the greatest because you can clear because in the book um, the US was under Nixon for about a good 30 years and that didn't end well for them right and now it's the exact opposite and it's not ending well for anybody I think that's that's I think that's an interesting note to take Uh, I'm not getting the political side but like that's sort of like a weird thing to do and you can clearly see how both sides are affected by such things yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah and so from there we we go in to find out that you know apparently the kids still have a family yeah yeah i believe there that. yeah there's a, some guy who i think as basically the uncle or something a grandfather yeah i'm pretty sure it's the uncle uh, i could be wrong though yeah it's they don't address who he is but he's clearly family and he's clearly not liking the idea that these kids are being raised by angela bass and he even makes nods like jabs at the whole reputation things which already sets up like this is one of the big problems that we have yeah and i'm interested to in see where they take this whole record. It's it's clearly draw continually mentioned, and I f- and I feel like if you don't you know do something with it, it's not gonna work. It's like that Chekhov's gun thing. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, understand that sort of sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I definitely do think that like um there might po- like this probably will lead up to something, whether or not it will like. Yeah, well, it's not just that. It's also one of the big reasons why for the Seventh Cavalry are whole against the whole um. Redford and like a lot of the people, yeah, which is interesting to me, in my opinion, because like, you know, this is this reparation, this uh, Redfordations, what they're called. It sounds like a good idea on paper, but it's possibly screwing up a lot of people. Because like, look at the people at Nixonville. There's people in um tents, which is a little detail that I didn't, I didn't notice until like my second time watching it. Yeah, it's definitely like not a uh. A good part of town is like it's yeah it's mostly like trailer parks and stuff so you know it's it, I'm, I'm assuming that like these reparations mm. that they keep mentioning is definitely done via taxes and like government spending and all that stuff so you know mm. there's probably people that are like against that kind of stuff so that's probably half yeah. the reason why uh a lot yeah. of people don't really like them yeah and so as we go along angela bass sort of gets invited to go to judd's wife's you know, Judd's home, where his wife is hosting this big party for Judd, and it's kind of weird how she's, like, the only person of color in there. Yeah, like, you know, uh, it's certainly interesting. Um, I think, like, yeah, you pointed that out to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, and there we meet um, John Key Jr., who is uh, the son of a character that you kind of briefly see in the books. Uh, John Key, who's the guy who basically established a whole mass vigilante law like there's there should be no mass vigilantism right and that's and clearly he's going to be a big of important character 
not just because of that history, but also because early in the episode there was a conversation between two, uh, like newspaper reporters. I guess no, no, no. no. That, it, it, was, it, it was it was a newsstand and a delivery man. Yeah, and they were mentioning that the, you know the uh, the character was gonna run for president against Redford. Yeah, and it's funny how like both those guys don't even like candidates. Yeah, it, it, you know they're they're just mentioning like yeah they're both shit nobody cares. Yeah, and also we get to apparently there's someone who keeps buying the books. Yeah, there's like a little girl that comes off of a bus, and uh, apparently, like she's really into like buying like all these newspapers and all. That yeah, stuff. it's for someone that we don't know who that is. So probably till like next episode. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, it's probably that lady who's uh, in the previews is always talking about. I have a plan to save the world, and it starts in Oakland and Oakland, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, and stuff. But no, um, you know that stuff happens. But the before we continue on. There's like this whole they they finally they introduced this whole show that's been mentioned in the first episode. Uh, was it called American Hero Story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And essentially, it's ba- it's a story that is based on the Minutemen. And they start off with the first he- first established hero of the Watchmen universe, which is Hooded Justice. Yeah, and it's interesting that they go into Hooded Justice's uh, origin because he technically no one knows who he really is. He's re- he's really um hush hush. Let's not talk about it. Right, yeah. And so it's interesting. And you have something to say, and we'll talk about that later in like the spoiler section of this video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, you know, going back to Angela, she's in the party. She faint, She, uh, I guess she fakes being sick? Um, No, I think she actually like sort of faints because of uh, all the stress and stuff from mm-hmm. like she's been handling with uh, yeah. trying to interrogate the old man and like all this other happened so yeah and she takes this opportunity to go look around uh Jed's office Jed's uh, home because uh Will mentions that he has skeletons in the closet which for whatever reason she takes it literally I mean, yeah she literally checks the closet but i mean you know uh <laughs> Yeah, obviously she's like, what is he talking about? I, I I need to learn a bit more about this. Yeah. So she goes and, and investigates. She finds something that rocks her to her core. That shocks her beyond belief. And we'll get to that when, when we get to our spoiler portion of this episode. But as we, but you know, when she finds out about this, she goes ahead and talks to, oh, what did I call him? Will. His name is Will. Yeah, the old man Will. The old man Will. Again, and... Clearly, there's this, there's a level of hostility, and then they get the call from the from that office that we talked about earlier that was handing out reparations, where we find out this interesting fact, an interesting like connection between Will and Angela. Yeah. And again, that's gonna be in our spoiler portion. I keep saying that because I we're getting close to it. Um, and then after that, she tries to take him back, take him to the police station. You know, handcuff him and all that stuff. But as soon as she tr- she closes the door on him, there's an Archimedes. You know, Archie, the the bird, li- the the ship that you always um associate Night Owl with, come by and pick him up with a giant magnet that caught you off guard. Uh, yeah, it was definitely kind of like because he mentions uh a bit before the scene where he's like, 
I have friends in high places, and quite literally has friends in, in high, high places. places. Yeah, I was like, what in the and the I don't know, just probably probably the 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 CG on that magnet. It just looked really silly to me. Yeah, I but then again, yeah. but at the same time, it's like there's been hasn't been that much production of technology, so it probably would be that big and bulky. So yeah, <laughs> no, and um, man, Joey's sick and tired right now. I gotta tell you guys that. Uh, I mean, you know, if anything, I'm recovering just from like being kind of sick for most of the week. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm more or less better now. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it took us a while to do this recording because you were just like. <laughs> Yeah, alright, 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 it wasn't that bad, but no. it was certainly not great either. It wasn't, you were you were dying, I saw redness in your eyes. Alright, no, that's that's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> not the redness. No, but yeah, no, uh, so yeah, no, like, that. that's how the episode ends, you know, with... But there's also the Adrian Veidt stuff. Right, yeah, with Jeremy Irons and his character. Who will, who still does not confirm the fact that he's Adrian Veidt, but I'm pretty sure he's Adrian Veidt. We finally get to see his play, and it's the play like I've said it. Like I knew it was gonna be. It was basically about Doctor Manhattan, and which it all go, plays around like his origin. Yeah. And then we find, and as it plays around, we find out this interesting fact that. So I was wrong about his servants being robots. They're most they're, they're clones. They're clones. Yeah, because all the servants look the same and. They have different names, but when he gets rid of someone, he gives them the that name again. Yeah, he, he gives them the name, which I guess is tied to just the position. Yeah, uh, it's just the position at this point. And there's a clear sense of, like, like time has passed. Because we keep getting notions of, like, hey, Adrian Veidt is dead. He's gone. We're not going to see him anytime soon. But then we keep seeing Jeremy Irons, who, I'm, who we're all assuming is Adrian Veidt. It's like weird, but there's a sense of time. Uh, time, time has passed, has went on. Yeah, and I think it comes from like uh, the fact that they do like another like cake anniversary thing. Yeah, they do the know, whole for he's a jolly good fellow for he's a jolly. Which we still don't know what it's for. Like, uh, I think some people assume it's like a birthday thing. Other, I don't know. Uh, like, there's been the talks about it's um, it's possibly uh, an anniversary of the whole squid attack. I mean possibly yeah. i feel that would be the most likely but that would be so weird to do it now not when like yeah you know actually in that time period but like yeah years later yeah yeah no i get that well he's clearly all by himself that's the weird thing yeah yeah so yeah. it's definitely weird definitely weird yeah and they even quote at the end of the i want to say this is the end of, the, end of an act of the play where um they go with the whole with dark man says to adrian Nothing really ends, Adrian. Nothing truly ends. Which is like one of the last things he says before he's he biggity bounces out of the out of the universe and goes into into Doomsday Clock. No, I'm just kidding. It's from different uh different book. But um, yeah, I think like we said earlier, this is a this is a good episode. Yeah, it's very it's a solid episode. Um, definitely uh continues the mystery of what happens to Judd as well as. Uh, who Judd might be? Who Judd like you know, what 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 his past entails? Yeah, uh, all this sort of uh stuff about the old man Will and flashbacks to like mm-hmm. his past. And, and, and it's funny because like I found this out later on and through um 
other uh, videos out there that the character when the first episode they play they they make a sense of they reference the end of the song called Judd is dead uh you know the it's summer and running out of ice uh the Oklahoma play and so 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 essentially in the in the in the musical yeah Judd is the bad guy and that song is his like oh yeah like no one will care if I die he does a lot of bad stuff, and now we have a Judd who's seemingly the good guy, but not, might not be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like a like it's like a theater thing that if you know about for all you theater nerds out there. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting allusion to all that. Yeah, but no, I, I'm with you. It's a whole. It's really one. It's another. It's a, this is a good, a great episode. It's but I've heard that um. Well, after watching six episodes, it makes all it all makes sense. Yeah, and I and I figure like something like that would make would be true considering like I think they started off with like six episodes and they're getting more now. Yeah, and and to that sense, do you think this show should just be the a mini series or just like a full on season? I don't know yet. Really depends on like the coming season episodes to come. Uh, I I guess a part of me kind of just wants it to be like a one and done. Yeah, because like, I don't. I don't see any, uh, it's kind of like the book Watchmen, there shouldn't be anything to be added. Yeah, I, I, I understand that too. Yeah, and this isn't really anything that adds onto it, just more like, like, the idea of Watchmen in a different time period, with different different problems and different situations. Yeah, yeah. Because in that one, it was like, nuclear war, our issues with Russia, and stuff like that, and this one's more like a modern thing, day thing, when involves race. I mean, whether or not you feel that is true again that's up to you not me your opinion my opinion but essentially this is probably like a one this is another great episode i'm really to see where this episode goes where yeah, this show yeah. goes and like we said like we said in the last one it's been confirmed for nine i think that may be just it but no we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be following all the way through absolutely yeah it, it's is an interesting story um but yeah so that's been our talk um we're gonna get into our whole spoilers talk. So if you want to know more, like we talked about, basically the the sum total of the show, we didn't talk about all of the the good stuff. But uh, if you guys want to know more about it, go check out the show. It's really good. Um, what from whatever way you can. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but if you want to, go ahead. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been it's, it's been a good show. So we're gonna give you like five seconds for uh, for you guys to go check it out. And then come back to us to talk about some very important stuff that happened in our spoiler portion. Okay, so this is the spoiler portion. Joey, anything that caught your eye that you want to talk about? Um, I think the I think the first one we should talk about is obviously what was in Judge Closet. It was a uh, Klansman uh, outfit. Yeah, it's he would. It's in, now we might thinking that Judd was a Klansman. In other words, he might have been infatuated with the whole 7th Cavalry. Um, yeah. Granted, I don't think it's necessarily like... Uh, we don't know it's his. Yeah. It, that, that's that's like everyone saying we don't know it's his, but it's most likely his. Yeah, yeah, which is definitely understandable. So it, it definitely adds a bit of dimension as to like, well, like was... Judd secretly racist the entire time, or was, was he, he like, was he helping the Seventh Cavalry this whole time? Who, uh, yeah, like who really knows? And like, 
which it leads to more questions as to who exactly hung him then. Yeah. If it's not the Seven Calvary, if he was, you know, if, if, if Will actually hanged him. Yeah, which would be, you know, really weird because he's an old man. Although, and he and you see him having struggles with a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, it, that's like one of the big things and, you know, it, it's a whole like, re- it's a big reveal for Angela because earlier in this, earlier after when she wakes up from her little thing from the White Knight, you can see them bond over it. Like, not over the racism part, but they bond over what happened. They clearly want to help each other. And now she finds out this basically what I guess would probably be the best way to um, talk about it is her surrogate father turning out to be like a racist. Yeah, and considering her, uh, like how much she hates the, the, the Seventh Cavalry, yeah, definitely a bit of a sad, sour note for her. Oh, yeah. And it's. And, it, it, I don't want to say that it makes sense, but just like considering how many people, uh, considering that he, she's like the only, like all her friend, all the people that were there for the party and Judd's memory, for all we know, are probably Seventh Calvary, and makes it even more creepy the fact that she was the only person of color in there. Yeah, um, that's certainly an interesting point. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one big thing that we got to talk about. Um, we also got to talk about how um, Topher, who we thought was a chick, yeah, no, Topher's a Topher's a boy. I'm telling you, it's the long hair, long hair, long hair. Kids with long hair always confuse me. Yeah, uh, we definitely got that wrong last episode. So yeah, no, Topher. Uh, granted, that we should have known when she said Topher, but I guess we weren't paying attention that well. I don't know. I, I just thought she, it was a boyish girl. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a, it definitely throws off a bit, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and this is where we get this whole jaded idea of Topher because he's again, if so, he was old enough to know what happened at the White Knight. His yeah. sisters don't, especially the youngest one. Yes. So he's not jaded when it comes to the whole. Yeah, your uncle Judd is dead, and he's like, "Well, cops die all the time," and I'm like, "Jesus, kid." Yeah, and like no sense of like thinking about it for a second be like well that's bad it's like well i mean he was a cop that's what happens to cops right yeah and like the and there's this whole like jadedness between angela and him that kind of makes me like very uncomfortable at the same time yeah because she has this whole speech about like you know everybody likes to believe that the world is you know lollipops and rainbows but like she's like i like lollipops but yeah she's like but we both know that, you know, the world isn't like that. It's black and white, man. Which is like this dual meaning at the same time. It's like black and white. I'm like, okay. No no shades of brown there? <laughs> all right. Okay. I get, all right. I get what you're going with that one. All right. Yeah. I understand that one. Yeah. And then you know, it's like also like, you know, it's, just, it's, they're bad. They're good. There's only that. And it's, I think that was just an interesting like dialogue between them that you probably wouldn't see as much. Um, Apparently, the there's like this little toy thing that they have called Manhattan magnets or whatever. Yeah, and they're like these like weird like Lego kind of things, but except they like kind of float off in air. And so a lot of people have noticed this that I didn't notice until like later on that what Topher was building is the same is basically the castle that Adrian lives in, and it's also the same thing that Doctor Manhattan was building on Mars. What that means. 
I guess we're gonna have to figure out in the following episodes. Yeah. So and like um, there's this whole like idea of like Doctor Manhattan being on Mars, which is weird because in the books he says he's gonna try to explore the universe, which is weird how or like make life. That it's weird he's kind of stick to Mars and not done anything. Right. Yeah. And like everyone keeps noting that Doctor Manhattan is on Mars. I'm sorry, I don't think that's not true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there was, like, that conversation with the, uh, those two guys at the newsstand where they're definitely sort of, like, talking about just, like, government conspiracies about, like, how the government is, uh, keeps making, like, squids fall from the sky and various mm-hmm. other conspiracies. So, that's definitely, like, a, uh, I think it might be a running theme. Yeah, it's just conspiracy. And especially when the show, when the book itself had a lot of conspiracies. Yeah. Because, like, this whole conspiracy of who killed uh, the comedian. And now we're having this whole conspiracy of, like, who killed Judd? Is there is there something going on with the government? Is there something going on with Adrian? Yeah. And that's where we're coming with the conclusion that something's going on. Um, but, yeah. Another thing that I think I, I, I really want to talk about real quick is the whole... The play. The, the Dr. Manhattan play. Yeah. Which is where we find out that everyone's, like, a clone... Clearly, I mean, yeah, Adrian Veidt's up to something, but he's really keen on the whole creation of Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, because that whole sequence we see in the in the show at, at the moment was just like his origin story. Yeah, and he's quoting stuff that that happened, and he's like, he's clearly interested in the whole watch thing, which is like a motif in the book. Yeah, yeah, that's like it's one of the things that. Sort of in a way helped bring John Doctor Manhattan back because before he died he was thinking about the whole repairing a watch. Right. Yeah. And so that's how he. Uh, that's it's implied that's how he came back. It's been a while since I read the book. I'm sorry, but like from there we we get the recreation and that's how we get also introduced to the whole clones because he charged the motherfucker. He burned that dude to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. He definitely burned one of his uh, clone butlers. Up, yeah. And it was pretty, pretty, pretty gruesome. Pretty gruesome. And <laughs> you, you, were, you were laughing at the whole Dr. Manhattan uh, reveal when he came down from the sky. Uh, yeah, it's it's just because like it's just a dude painted blue with like a little black mask on. And of course, like uh, he is naked. So you get you get some good... Uh, uh, blue dick. Yeah. Which is uh, which I don't know. Personally, I it looked kind of sent, like it didn't. It looked kind of like prosthetic, prosthetic to me, which is like weird. Although, like I think the fact that like you mentioned that they're clones, it's it's entirely possible that like they don't actually have like yeah, because you know it's maybe that's how clone works. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe, that's how yeah. it works on the Watchmen universe. That's how clones are. Yeah, they just haven't figured out how to put a yeah. <laughs> No, and I think the other thing we got, the other show that we saw was the whole um, American Hero story, which is detailing, again, the whole history of the Minutemen and specifically uh, the first hero, uh, Hooded Justice. And you you noted something that I didn't catch the first time watching. Yeah, yeah. I I noted two things. Uh, The first one is uh, more like bigger... uh, thing that i noticed um was the whole fact that like the way the sequence is shot and 
like reminds me of like uh, the uh, the Watchmen movie made by Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of slow mo shots. There's a lot of uh, gratuitous violence, various other things, and like I like to me like I don't know whether or not like that idea of like making the American Hero story bit look similar to the Watchmen movie was intentional or not. Yeah. It's it's weird how I think it's I think it's weird like you say that like they're trying to make fun of the film, or like this is what people think happened, but this is what really happened, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know like if it is necessarily like mocking uh, the Zack Snyder film, being like, boy, isn't this dumb looking? Or... Yeah, because when you said that, I noticed they mostly in in the lighting. Yeah, because a lot because a lot of Zack Snyder films are like that sort of. Um, mute gray yeah especially when it comes to Watchmen. yeah and like here instead of being mute gray it's the exact opposite it's big bright and colorful like super bright yeah 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 but, but yeah that's sort of like my thing like i'm not I'm not saying that like they're like trying to mock it but there's a clear like connection yeah there definitely seems like there's there's a clear connect yeah connection to uh uh, to to the Watchmen movie now whether or not like yeah like I said before like if they're mocking it or if it's like an homage or like this weird meta joke I'm not sure mm-hmm. uh, if if we see more of the American Hero story stuff within the show itself yeah um, and I think it's implied because there's a character that looks kind of like Night Owl but he's young so I'm like it's probably the young Night Owl and so they're gonna go more into this stuff and. One thing that interests that 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 caught our eye was the whole, um, what was it and the the rating system and the whole this show oh, contains. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was the second thing I noticed and I mentioned to you uh, after I returned from watching it. Uh, like uh, there's like this whole sequence of like, like uh, uh the rating system for like the show and yeah. like it was like rated X and it was like like these gratuitous violence and like sexual mm. imagery and like misogyny um it's a lot of stuff that would trigger a lot of people yeah because like, like, like there's something in there's something in each category that might trigger somebody yeah it was a bunch of like listing off a random bunch of stuff like that mm. which i thought was like really interesting yeah like just for like <laughs> like what's the level of censorship that we have in this show yeah, like what kind of like uh so- like society g- creates like this huge like X rating for a show like and all that. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's definitely like really interesting to me. Yeah, because I think by it's twenty nineteen, we're basically used to all that stuff, especially when it comes to our media. But I think because like there wasn't any progression in any form or way, they've kind of like halted in their um exposureism, I guess. Yeah, possibly. Because, like, it wasn't until, like, like, like for example, the, the video game rating system, it, it we didn't get it, get M until um, Mortal Kombat came in and did, like, a lot of the bloody stuff. We didn't get, like, a PG-13 until, like, what, Indiana Jones 2? Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones 2, uh, I think Red Dawn was, like, the first PG-13 movie as well. Uh, yeah. Possibly. But, yeah, yeah, no, it, it's definitely interesting to me. Definitely interesting to me. Yeah, and that... I think that whole uh, I think there's gonna be a whole play into like the whole old school heroes and what's going on with the new ones and stuff like how we imagine these old old heroes were but in reality this is kind of like what we led up to yeah because a lot of the Minutemen stuff was like kind of lighthearted at the same time but there was a lot of dark elements that were like 
holy sh- and like yeah we just progressively got darker yeah 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 and let's see what else was there to talk about um oh yeah angela's and william's like relationship yeah like uh, i believe uh she was able to get a dna sample off mm-hmm. of him because he drank from a cup and she used that cup swabbed the dna off and then uh later on she gets the results mm-hmm. and it turns out that uh will is uh, angela's uh grandfather which just catches off guard and it's weird and you mentioned this to me earlier Oh, right, because you were like, oh, right, she doesn't know anything about her family. Yeah, because, like, she only knows that of her mom and dad. Yeah. And that she was, you know, born in uh, Vietnam or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's certainly, like, an uh, interesting, like, plot twist, kind mm-hmm. of. And uh, it definitely sort of, like, I guess, sort of, like, ties it... Uh, sort of like ties their characters together mm-hmm. and kind of just makes you want to like realize you know like okay so how exactly does this all happen kind of thing so we also not forget to mention that they also talked about this other thing that angela might have another relative alive aside from her grand well who's a grandfather yeah because i believe the uh the call mentions that there were two descendants yeah, he has, like, two living descendants, and, you know, she's, like, you know, like, obviously just says her name just to, like, be interested, like, you know, just to figure out exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. So, like, she comes up, but, like, they don't mention the other, like, living descendant who might play a role mm-hmm. later on in the series. Uh, that's uh, Granted, we don't know that, but I assume that the fact that, that that's brought up. Yeah, it's there's going to be some clear connection between each each of the characters. And yeah, but now she she's clearly um eligible for Redford. But it also reveals that she is clearly eligible for Redfordations, and we know that because when the uncle or whatever his relationship is to the kids shows up, he's he mentions that you know he'll leave if you give him some of that Redfordation money, and he makes a slight comment that it must feel nice to have that sort of luxury that I don't get to have because of what i am and all that stuff um yeah although granted i feel like the money she does get mm-hmm. if she does get reformations is i think comes from the fact that like more from like what happened to her during the white night not necessarily that yeah uh she's like a descendant of like someone who was uh, a part of the uh yeah well because she, she didn't know yeah she didn't know that so but she, she is eligible now yeah, grant like whether or not that's actually important. I mean, probably not, but yeah. Well, ref- like when we said, reformations are a big thing for the Seventh Cavalry and a lot of people because of the people protesting them outside the office. Right. Yeah. Yes, I just take 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 a quick sip there. Right. <laughs> now, um, but what else happened in the show that we can talk about that we feel it should be in the spoiler session? Um, I don't know. Um, I feel like, uh, at least for me, I feel like I got into everything that I wanted to talk about. That was yeah, it's, um, and we're, we're having this sort of weird thing where like, clearly one people, some people think that it's going to go this way, but it seems like it's not right. Especially when I, especially cause it, this show has a lot of gray. Yeah, yeah. Like I, it doesn't, I, I, it doesn't, that, it yeah, doesn't paint that. anyone uh, in a positive way. It doesn't paint anyone as too bad, but doesn't like it. 
everyone is a shade of gray, which is why I mentioned earlier about the whole black white thing, because that's how it is. Because that's how it is for them, but in reality, the world is a shade of gray. Yeah, yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah, and so I think we're gonna get more into that because there's clearly something going on. Vite's up to something, and and there's someone who's interested in all the news. Yeah, so you know, there's a lot of like, I think I said before, like there's a lot of there's there's questions you know that that were answered from episode one, but there's definitely a huge surrounding mystery going on, and mm-hmm. that's probably gonna be the crux of the you know this whole season. Yeah, and I'm I'm so down to see where else this goes, but I think that's where we're gonna have to stop now because there's really nothing else we can talk about. Yeah, I feel like we've covered all the stuff we uh, thought uh, wanted to cover. Yeah. Oh, um, Angela gets uh, the 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 paper now. The watch over this boy. The whole paper that the letter that um her great 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 grandfather now has had. Right, the letter from the... In which I feel that will play a, uh, an important role at this point now. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, but no, this is this has been a good episode. I feel like if... It's one of the things where, like, I, I think this worked with a lot better if I binged it, but having a show that goes on this, like, week by week is probably the best at this point, because it gets just as we, go, as we go along. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah. And Damon Lemonoff has basically wrote all of the episodes so far. So I'm interested to see how all that plays around. Yeah, I, I am also interested as to see where, where, the, where the, the show goes. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, that's about it. I got nothing else to say. you have anything you want to add to? No, I feel like I've touched everything on, I'll touch on everything I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I guess that sums this all up. But, you know, you guys can catch us uh, for the next week's episode, which is coming out later this week. We'll, you know, we always be sure to bring you guys our react, our thoughts on the film. I'm going to try to see if I can get more of the other guys to get in on this. Like uh, Kelvin and some of the, my other, some of our other pals. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be yeah it's, it'd be cool to have like, all of our thoughts and reactions. I think we can probably, like, milk this for a very long time. Not like that, but, you know... <laughs> You know, um, yeah, so it's been, uh, uh, this has been the Geek Centurions. Be sure to follow us on CastBox, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pandora. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Twitter's coming up, but it's, it's ba- we're, we're working on that, but it's coming up. Okay? And please support us on Patreon. That is like the big thing we, got, we want you guys to know. Please support us in making our show better than it can be. All the way to where it needs to be, and yeah, this has been my good, my little good brother Joey. Yep, and it's your been boy. <laughs> it's been him and your boy Eli from the Geek Centurions, and this has been our episode two review of The Watchmen. Uh, I, I keep forgetting it's a long title. Uh, Marshall called Marshall Feats on Comanche Horsemanship. That's a long title for a painting. Yeah, you know, paintings have a lot of titles. Sometimes. Yeah, they do. It's just that pretentious. It's an art. No, but that's been us, the Geek Centurions. And hope you guys check us out next time. It's been Eli signing out. Peace.